Welcome to Season 2, Episode 7 of Yes, You're a Writer. I'm Ariel, and with me as always is author Joe Whittemore. Hi, Joe. Hey, Ariel. So, we're talking synopsis. Oh, the, the, the dreaded S word. <laughs> the one you dare not speak. It's actually not four letters. Yeah, that evil eight letter, <laughs> that evil four times two letter word. Um, yeah, so synopses tend to be a huge challenge for people because, and there's a number of reasons for that, but whenever someone sees an editor or agent request sample pages and a synopsis, they go, no. <laughs> because a synopsis, it's, and the thing is with a synopsis, it, it needs to be short, right? Uh-huh. So first I want to I go into a little detail about uh, when's a good time for a synopsis? Because you're not, you shouldn't just be writing a synopsis when you're finally done with a book and you're ready to turn it in, right? Because that's, that's not the only point that you can work on a synopsis. It, it, from the uninitiated person, mm-hmm. it sounds like that would be the easiest time because you know everything. The book is, or the manuscript at least, is fully formed at right. that point. Yeah, and it would be, but a lot of times you have trouble writing the whole book. Yeah. Right? And so that can be a good time to use a synopsis is either at the start of a project to give you a skeleton, to kind of give you an outline for what the book is going to be about. So Makes basically, sense. you know, or at least even if it was like the, the world's briefest synopsis where you say so-and-so goes on adventure because of this reason, so-and-so encounters this difficulty, this is how they resolve it. That is, a, is a, That's a synopsis. It's brief, but that's a synopsis. And some people, they need that kind of guidance. So that's a good reason to do a synopsis is at the start of a project to give you an idea of what you want to write about. And also during a project, it can help you get unstuck, right? Because we are used to writing in a linear pattern. Okay. Right. And so we won't, a lot of people, and I want you to give yourselves permission to not write in a linear pattern, but a lot of people, if they get stuck at a point, then they just stop because they don't know what comes next. So the problem with that, with that kind of thinking is that you can be stuck forever at that point. Oh, right. So sometimes it helps to to step away from the actual writing of the manuscript and start fiddling around with how you th- how different alternative ways the story could end. Right? Because if you can think of different ways it can end, you can think of ways of how did I get to this point? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's that's ways to get yourself unstuck because a lot of times we're afraid and again, don't be afraid to do this. A lot of times we're afraid when we've started typing going down the wrong path and typing something that we're not going to end up using later, right? Mm-hmm. Because we feel like it's a waste of time. And so if you, if you are one of those people, because you can't see me, I'm racing my hand, but <laughs> there are people out there, like, out there like that that don't want to mess up the project they're working on, and so the best thing to do is either to write it down on a piece of paper or open a separate document and actually start writing down potential endings, for a story that you're starting. And that way, when you see the different endings, you can see, okay, I see how I could get to that point here with the information that I have, or how am I going to get to that point with the information that I have? I Clearly, I am missing something, so I need to add in these different story points. Because we mentioned this in an older episode, but a lot of times the reason people get stuck is because the story isn't going where it needs to be going, mm-hmm. right? Because they've realized they're at a point where the story has stopped becoming interesting or it's no longer following the... the the main character's dilemma uh-huh. or they don't have enough resources for the main character to move forward. So a synopsis can help with all of those things. And uh, the most, as you mentioned earlier at the end of a project, um, because you need it for agents and editors and it gives you a big picture idea of your project. So you can make sure everything makes sense within it because as you've been writing, 
you can you, you <laughs> it can get away from you a little bit. Right, right? You might have gotten lost <laughs> along the way and meandered <laughs> off the path and then come back to it and then once you actually can write a big synopsis and then compare that to your actual manuscript and go, oh, that's definitely not what happened in my story, mm-hmm. right? So those are some great times for a synopsis. And now I want to talk about why we have problems with writing a synopsis, okay. right? Because a lot of people, they, they are, they're afraid of them. And be, it's a lot of times it's because a synopsis is a very small document, right? You're doing one, two, maybe three pages, Okay. About an entire book that could be 400 pages. Sure. And the thing is, what you're supposed to do with a synopsis, and basically a synopsis, if I haven't explained it yet, I probably should have by now. <laughs> <laughs> a synopsis is a summary of what your book is about. It's a brief summary of your book. It's a, it includes the main characters. It includes the main dilemma. It includes any uh, you know the original solution, conflict along the way, character growth, um, the failure of the original solution, a new solution after the character growth, and the ending. You always put the ending in the synopsis because I know in query letters we like to kind of tease and be like, will the character win? You'll have to read my manuscript to find out. We're not playing that game with the synopsis. So this is, this is after th- that kind of pitch happens. This is... Okay, what do we have on hand here? Is that kind of the correct the full the full enchilada, if right. you will? Because the 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 query is just kind of you saying, "Here's a little teaser. What do you think?" And then after they've bought that, and they've they've bit on the hook. They right. need the full right, and because and you can't end a, end a synopsis with, "Here's a synopsis. What do you you know?" It's you have to tell them, "Here's the synopsis," and yeah. here's, this is all the information I have available. I'm telling you everything. So that's you're going to put that ending in there. But the thing is. You only need the important points in the synopsis, but the problem, one of the problems we come across is we feel it's all important, right? We don't know uh-huh. what to cut because we want to yeah. talk about the secondary characters' issues and we want to talk about what the main character wears, you know, their fashion things, and we want to talk about the world building, the wonderful world building yeah, that I mean, we did. Yeah, I mean, you created this whole thing, even if it's just an idea in your head and you're starting out, you're proud of the whole thing. You don't want to just cut. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's one of the problems people have. And another problem is that they don't know what's important, right? <laughs> so that's the opposite of thinking it's all important. Some people go, what should I put in here? I don't know what they want, mm. right? And then we don't know what short means. When people say, you know, brief summary, <laughs> I've seen people hand over synopses that are 10 pages, Wow. Right? In very, very tiny font. So they can oh, squeeze man. in even more. So it's something that actually comes out about 15 to 20 pages. And that's not what you want to do. You need to be able to describe your book in one page, right? You, should, you need to know your work well enough to describe very briefly what your story is about, okay? And another reason we have troubles with synopses, we're lazy. <laughs> We've already written the story. You yeah, know? you don't want to have to go back and like right, basically now we rewrite re- it. Exactly, but in a shorter, ver- the, you know, <laughs> the abridged version of your story. It's like, I don't want to. So that's another reason that we have problems. And another reason beyond that too is we're afraid that a short description, a brief summary isn't going to do our book justice and it's going to make it sound like poo. <laughs> because again, it has to do with what we think is important and we're worried that if we're trying to cut out too many words... It's not going to sound as... And honestly, if you have that problem where you're worried about shortening something down and it's sounding bad, you don't have a solid enough story. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. you should be able to sell that book on a sentence. 
That's what a hook is about is you have to, and that's what an elevator pitch is. You should be able to sell that book in one or two sentences. So if you can't do that, even in a page and you still think, oh, this isn't going to be good enough. Maybe it's your, the way you're explaining your story is not good enough. You are good enough. You're smart enough. (laughs) Finish it for me. (laughs) And gosh, gosh, darn it. Gosh, darn it. People like you. There you go. So, um, I want to touch on those issues of the reasons why we have trouble with synopses. So okay. we're going to go back to the number one, which was we feel it's all important. Okay. So I, um, I, I do this when I'm talking with people, when I do presentations, I give them a list of items okay. that they need to take on a trip with them. Right. <laughs> all right. So I give them this list and I, I put on there, here's what you're going, you're taking a trip to London because okay. I felt it was, you know, <laughs> it made me think of things because getting married in London, you know. Soon, soon. Yes, very soon. Um, but anyway, so I give them a list of items. I say, here's a list of items. Keys, passport, cell phone, money, earplugs. I give them a list of items and I say, okay, I want you to pick the four most important items. Uh-huh. Right? Because obviously, oh, and like ticket, stuff like that. So they go, through, you know, sit there for five minutes and they pick out the items that they think are most important. Okay? And so that's kind of how you approach a synopsis when you have a story is like you, you, you have the ability to pick out the most important things. Cause you can do that with this list I just gave you do that for your story, which you know, even better. Makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's a good way to deal with that. And remember you're not building a story. Cause a lot of times when people write a synopsis, they start, <laughs> not to be all Julie Andrews. They start at the very beginning, <laughs> which is a very good place to start. <laughs> No, but basically they feel the need in the synopsis. They start retelling the entire story. And that's not what the point of a synopsis is. Right. Right? Because you're not, when you, when you are retelling the story, you're building it back up from the foundation. We're not doing that. You're stripping it down to the bare bones. So don't build, strip. And I don't mean that in a <laughs> lewd sense. Strip your story down, right? Okay, so think of it that way. You're not building. So don't start your synopsis by starting from the very beginning when the character wakes up. When Jake wakes up in New Delhi, it, it don't start like that. Just strip it down to the important parts, what you need. Okay? And then here's something else you can try. And something great for this kind of activity is Scrivener. So Scrivener is a software that you can use to help you with your story writing. And what you can do is you can actually break an entire story down into chapters. You uh-huh. can use note cards to describe, you know, the characters, you can even, you, you have like a bulletin board where you can pin pictures of the characters, things like that. So that's, and that's when Scrivener can be a good tool. If you break something down by chapter, summarize that chapter in one or two sentences. Yeah. Right? So if you do that for 20 chapters, one or two sentences, that's a synopsis right there. Yeah, sounds like a right? good a good technique. Because again, you stripped it down to one or two sentences and you're just going to combine those together. Granted, it needs to be cohesive. It needs to make sense, right? right the flow right, needs to yeah, be there. Yeah. But you've managed to take, if you just take one or two sentences to describe each chapter, then combine those, that's a synopsis. Yeah, it's like a couple of passes. You write each sentence for the for each, uh, two sentences for each chapter and then you can worry about the flow, like connecting them together as another pass right. on that. But at least you've got something. Exactly. So, and that's in, in those cases when you're trying to do the flow, that's when you introduce things like meanwhile, you yeah, know, yeah. the next day, that's when you, the, you use those transitional right. words, words yeah. right? Okay. So we talked about that. Um, and instead of, 
titling your chapters, chapter one, chapter two, make chapter titles. Okay. Right? Like, As you're writing? Exactly. Your, so it's not chapter one. It's going to be what that chapter is about. Right? And that's why you do it is because it's going to tell us what the chapter is about. So let me give you an example, right? So the first book in the Harry Potter series, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone, however you want yeah. to say it. Depends on what country you bought it. Right. So I'm going to tell you the first three chapter titles. And if you've read the books, you'll, you'll immediately understand this, and you'll immediately know what these chapters are about. So chapter one, The Boy Who Lived. Right. Right? That's an introduction to Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Right, who was referred to as The Boy Who Lived because when... I, and I feel like I'm not doing... <laughs> not ruining it for you here, folks. I'm assuming you've read <laughs> Harry Potter by now. But um, when Harry Potter, of course, you know, Voldemort tried to kill Harry Potter, and his mother's love protected him, and he didn't die. So thus, he is the boy who lived. Okay, chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. And so The Vanishing Glass, for those of you who don't remember, is when Harry actually displays one of his magical powers, is he's at the zoo with his cousin Dudley, uh-huh. right? And he makes the glass of a, of a snake exhibit disappear. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we start, get, start getting the hint that there's something special about this Harry. We didn't know it before, <laughs> right? So that's, but again, that's a quick summary of that chapter is that the vanishing glass. Yeah. And then chapter three is the letter from no one, right? And again, what is that about? The letter from no one is the introduction to Hogwarts. Right. Right? So those letters start coming. So when you're writing, again, when you write those chapters, don't just put chapter one, make a title for the chapter. And it, we try not to do, when you're doing that, try not to be too obvious. You know, like chapter one, Jim is the killer. <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't want to give it away. Exactly. So you, you don't want to predict the ending of the chapter, but you want to kind of toy with it and hint, you know, a grim death. Chapter one, a grim death. So, you know, someone dies and obviously, you know, I gave it away, Jim's the killer. <laughs> I haven't even, I don't even know this book. I've just made up. But, so basically, consider chapter titles. Okay. Um, and I'm going to give you another example with these titles. So I'm giving you lots of examples, folks. But um, you know how much I love the TV show Once Upon a Time? Yes, you do. I, I adore that show. You know, I'm such a oncer. Anyway, and if you're out there, respect my oncers. Okay, so the first uh, episode, and this is something um, that, you know, whenever you watch TV, they, they show the title, usually the title card at the beginning. So episode one is the pilot, but it's also called Welcome to Storybrooke. Okay. And of course that one is about Emma being dropped in Storybrooke. Right. You know, like her son comes I again I'm trying I'm sorry, there's yeah, several spoilers. Seasons in, <laughs> it's been season one. Right. So. so her son comes to find her and take her back to Storybrooke to break a curse. So welcome to Storybrooke. That's kind of an introduction to her and her life in, in the town. Okay. Episode two, the thing you love most. Right? And that mm-hmm. is that's another one. That was um and I feel bad because I can't exactly remember what the episode was. I think it was a Cinderella episode. But anyway. And chapter three is Snow Falls, right? Uh-huh. And that has to do with Snow, Snow White, White, of right. course. Okay. So those are some examples for TV shows. And then movies on DVD. Yeah, DVDs have their own chapter titles usually when, you, when you're scanning through the chapters and want to skip ahead into the movie, right? Right. So I am going to, because you love this movie, you have seen this movie so many times, I know, <laughs> um, we are going to talk about Ant-Man in the first three chapters of Ant-Man. Sure, okay. So chapter one, the Pym Particle. Yeah, so you kind of learn about uh, who Dr. Pym is, right. and they kind of briefly introduce it to kind of the middle to the end of that scene, 
what he's known for, which is the pimp article. Right. Okay. Chapter two is titled Scott released from prison. Well, gee, I wonder what happens in that one. Does Scott go to prison? (laughs) No. Okay. Right. So Scott gets released from prison. Chapter three, Tales to Astonish. Now this is an interesting chapter title. Yeah, but you love that guy so much. Uh, because Tales to Astonish is actually the name of a comic book, like a book. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. The, the title in which Ant-Man appeared, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so that's they awesome. named it after... That's clever. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think Iron Man also appeared in Tales to Astonish early on, so it's kind of a comic book reference okay. there, in addition to all the fantastical things going on. Awesome. In the, in the movie. Yeah, and so basically, um, in the movie, Tales to, in the, the chapter, Tales to Astonish, is his friend, played by Matt Pena? Michael Pena. Michael Pena, yeah. thank you. Sorry, I'm thinking of Matt De La Pena. He's also awesome. But anyway, Michael Pena um, is telling, and it's really funny, if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend it, but Michael Pena is telling this long, drawn-out story <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, about a, a, a job, yeah, an, you know, an illegal job that he heard about, and he ex- describes all the people involved that got him to that point and so that's the, the tales tale. to astonish. Yeah. So that those are all examples of ways that you can summarize your story really quickly. When you're well, like I said, when you feel it's all important, those are ways that you can shorten it down to just the most important details. Is you can practice. You can practice and, and pra- you can practice on items in your pantry. It's like if you know if the apocalypse was coming, <laughs> which four things you know would I take? If if it was coming, which of my family members would I save? Oh wow, that's that's wow. Yeah, you know, like leave Reese's. You don't want to. You don't want to put yourself through that crucible. Yeah, leave. But you know, leave the the goldfish because they, you know they have a short memory. Wow. They're not going to remember that you left anyway. Anyway, so do examples for yourself in, in real life of. If you had to choose X amount of things, what would you do? And that kind of helps you look at your book and go, okay, if I had to save the most important parts of this, what would I take out? Okay, and remember, you aren't building. You're not going to be building a synopsis. You're, you're breaking the story down into smaller parts. And you also need to try summarizing your chapter in one to two sentences. And instead of doing a chapter one, chapter two, or the fancy Roman numeral I, <laughs> Roman numeral I, I, then try making chapter titles that briefly sum up what each chapter is about, but doesn't give away the ending of each chapter. Cool. So we've talked, and, I, and you're like, wait, why is Ariel saying cool? Like, this episode is over. Because... It is, but it's just the beginning. Yes. So we're actually, this is going to be a two-parter for the synopses because it's so much information, but I want you to take that information that we talked about and practice a couple of those things, like come up with some chapter titles or go look at your DVDs and see if you can't break it down based on the different chapters and go, oh, yeah, I remember what this scene is about. So we'll, um, next week we'll talk about the second half of the synopsis when we talk about um, what to do when you don't know what's important, what to, you know, when you don't know what short means, how to handle laziness <laughs> and how to get over the fear that your description of the book is going to make it sound bad. All right. Sounds All right. good. So, Thanks, um, where can people reach us if they have any questions or comments? As always, just shoot us an email at yyawpod. That's yyawpod at gmail.com. So Joe, while people are pondering all of your advice on how to write a synopsis for this part one, if they have other things they want to look into about you, your work, where do they go? 
they can go to www.joewittemore.com and we have a link to our podcast. You can go to past episodes and listen to them because, I, like I said, we reference past episodes all the time. And there's also writing resources on there. Um, you can see what books I have out right now. And um, you can also email me with any questions or comments that you have there too. Very cool. All righty. Right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.